Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. Verse 7 of our text says, Remain in that same house, eating and drinking the things that they give. For the laborer is worthy of his wages. Don't go from house to house. Into whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat the things that are set before you. Now for the evangelist, for the missionary, if you will, his calling dictates that he physically be mobile. Yet notice that our Lord here was clearly seeking a stability in his followers, in his servants. He was seeking to quell any spirit of restlessness in his servants that might drive them to keep them to keep them moving uh, about seeking a better place. They are told to remain in the house or in the city in which they are directed, and to eat and drink that which they are given. This is the heart of a missionary. This is the heart of a servant disciple. Verse 9 says, Heal the sick who are there, and tell them, God's kingdom has come near to you. But into whatever city you enter, and they don't receive you, go out into the streets and say, Even the dust from your city that clings to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that God's kingdom has come near to you. So now, the text is telling us that once we are in the place that we are called to be, we are entreated to serve the Lord with all that we have learned and all that we have been gifted with. If, however, the word or the apostle is not received in that place, we're not to stay there, we're not to beat the message into them but we are to go elsewhere where the message might be heard. To do otherwise is to not let the Spirit of the Lord do the leading. We're not to independently attempt to decide what God will or will not do in a certain city, but we are rather to seek and serve via the open door. Not the easy door, mind you, but the open one. And and there is a big difference between these two. John 6.44 says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. John 6, 44. Verse 12, expanding on the previous verse, it says, I tell you, it will be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than in that city. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which were done in you, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the judgment than for you. You, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades. Jesus gives gives these men the undeniable authority to bear witness of their authenticity and their calling from him. He issues a personal declaration of judgment herein against all those who would reject these disciples when they come. Certainly, we must recognize that this is an extreme condemnation written here. But we also must realize the greater picture. These towns were Jewish in population and they professed to be God's people. But was it merely talk? For they were failing to manifest the actions to back up the knowledge that they possessed. 
This passage speaks volumes to us today because knowledge, with knowledge, comes responsibility. The greater the knowledge, the greater the responsibility. Throughout Scripture, God has held those in the know, quote-unquote, to a great accountability. So if they failed to act on the knowledge that they have, they went on to great punishment. And it's a disturbing thing to see those who know better, even today, to see them reject Scripture and scriptural direction, to effectively reject the Lord himself, to go out and live contrary to what they have verbally professed and even taught others in their past. Here they had been blessed by the personal presence of God. They had seen the miraculous in their midst, but despite all of it, they ultimately rejected God's authority over their lives. And gang, for that, the penalty is extreme. We know the city of Chorazin. Well, today it is merely ruins. And Capernaum, after being literally lost for 1,500 years, is today just an inconsequential little fishing village, virtually void of believers of Christ. Verse 16 says, Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me. Whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. Now Jesus here spoke of the authority that he was giving these chosen servants. That is a daunting power and a daunting responsibility. He tells the world, look, if you reject my disciples and you reject their words, you reject me. Often people will love and support their pastor and their teachers, but only as long as he or she doesn't offend them or tell them what they don't want to hear. We need to realize that hearing one of God's servants speak God's word is the same as listening to the Lord himself. Verse 17 says, The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan having fallen like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing will in any way hurt you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are are written heaven. Now here in this chapter, the 70 uh, seemingly have returned for what is apparently, uh, well, a bit of a pastor's conference. And they gave an awesome report to Christ about their ministry endeavors. It seems that even they were surprised at their advancement. And I know how that feels. But Jesus wasn't surprised at all. In fact, it seems he was actually there with them, well, the whole time. For in their efforts, Jesus saw the very ultimate defeat of Satan. Jesus also gives his disciples today the power and the authority to do the job they're called to do. He will not call you and then leave you powerless. Note that some folks today, they will unilaterally take the details of this blessing upon themselves and then they'll go out and make the handling of snakes the centerpiece of their worship practice. But Jesus gave this that power to those 70 men, not to you. He isn't giving us the power to handle snakes, but rather the power to do the job he wants us to do. And for these 70, well, it apparently involves safety with snakes and scorpions. 
Paul had to deal with this. He was called upon to have that power on the island of Melita in the book of Acts. Now, Jesus goes on to point out that it's not the power that we are to crave and seek, but rather his redemption, to rejoice in his gifts and to embrace the opportunity to serve him. All of this needs to be strongly noted within the greater church today, because there are a lot of folks who make the miraculous power, quote-unquote, the focus of their ministry, and then some make it the focus of their individual service. But we need to note that such power is not designed to be the end of all ends, but simply the God-endued equipping for service to his kingdom, the equipping to meet the calling. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Thank you.